Listen to Mark and Neanderthal when you get to work. They're illegal. With the free KSLX app. 100.7 KSLX. All right, it's time to try and give away a four-pack of passes and complimentary parking for Christmas at the Princess. To Mesa we go and say good morning to Sean, who is now enrolled in Mark and Neanderthal's Middle School. Three questions, get two out of three correct, and you graduate. All right. Here we go. So we're going to talk about Christmas trees. It is that time of year after all. What country did the idea of a decorated tree for Christmas come from? Was it Latvia? Was it Colombia? Or was it Clitoria? Um, Colombia. It was actually Latvia. In the 1500s. Yeah, it's been a while. All right, so here's your next question. These were mass-produced for the first time in 1890. Were they Christmas tree stands, Red Rider BB guns, or Christmas tree lights? What year was that? 1890. (laughs) I think it makes a difference. (laughs) (laughs) It kind of does. Let's go with the stands. No, it was the lights, actually. That was an idea. It was actually developed by uh, Thomas Edison's assistant. Um, who yeah, obviously stolen from a Nikola yeah, Tesla. Obviously didn't get any credit for it because I'm calling him Thomas Edison's assistant. <laughs> All right. Let's see if you can salvage things here. What valley city is known for its tumbleweed Christmas tree? Is that Peoria, Chandler, or Apache Junction? Um, Boy, got a bad feeling about this. Let's go with uh, Patrick Junction. No, it's Chandler, actually. But you could be Uh, forgiven for making that assumption. (laughs) Yes, I mean, the odds are in your favor. You know what, Sean? We we actually have to give you the prize today. You need to learn more about Christmas. Certainly. So we're going to give you the prize. Okay. All right. <laughs> what he Hang also on. doesn't realize is that Apache Junction didn't have electricity until 1890. <laughs> I kid. Apache Junction didn't exist in 1890. True story. <laughs> yeah. It actually didn't exist. It wasn't really incorporated as a city until 78. Yeah, I'm which, older which is than surprising. Apache. I, I didn't I'm know older that. Than, we're both older than Apache Junction. Yeah. <laughs> you know, one thing Who to think thought? of, too. You know, in in the first question, we established that Christmas trees have been around since at least the 1500s. Yes. In the second question, according to Sean's guess, Christmas tree stands would have only been around since 1890. That would have been 490 (laughs) years of people holding their trees up. So the the stands were around a lot earlier than that. I think what happened was a lot of those guys would take one of those drills that they would use to go ice fishing. Right in the middle of their house, drill a hole, put the tree in it. There you go. Just, you know, yeah. bring in some large rocks, make a circle with a hole in the middle. Yeah. Plug ah, honey, it in the there, hope it holds it up. See, this is why you can't have a cat. <laughs> 400 <laughs> years. Anybody that was into Christmas, you notice to celebrate Christmas, you can't have a cat either. Very excited because... Rich tradition. Oh, the rich tradition. The the holiday season is here and the traditions that come with the holiday season. Oh, the mid to late season Wednesday afternoon classic. It's an NFL standard. It's not really. Um, The Steelers and Ravens will play this afternoon. I think this is the fourth separate scheduling of this game because of coronavirus. They've had to bounce it around. And the reason that it is on... In the afternoon for us, and the late afternoon for the rest of the country, 
is because of the tree lighting ceremony. At Rockefeller Center, yeah. The, that, the world famous big Christmas tree outside of the NBC studios at Rockefeller Center. That's right there at the skating rink that they put up there every winter for everybody to come and skate around the Christmas tree. Yeah, and, and that doesn't get nearly as many viewers as an NFL game, but logistically... Normally, it lo- wouldn't. Yeah, logistically, I guess it was too difficult to change the scheduling and everything, so they, they put the football game on first and the tree lighting after. Well, here's why, um, and Mark and I came up with the solution to this thing that would make everybody happy, or we at least think it would make everybody happy, and that is, you play the football game, at halftime, it, you go yeah. to the, you go to Rockefeller Center, you're, you light the tree, and then you go back to the game, and, right. and everything works. That could be, could end up being a tradition moving forward, a Christmas tradition. The one time, you know, Christmas Day, yeah. kind of like that, that the outdoor hockey game that they play right. on New Year's, the, right. the, the, the sort of the winter classic. classic. Yeah. yeah, They could so. do something like that, but apparently it's just like everything else, uh, it's now 19 different concerts happen, yeah. I guess, during now, this thing. Now, I don't understand why somebody would want to watch the tree lighting Nor thing, do I. But... Hey, I still have last year's from uh, with Gwen Stefani singing White Christmas. I still have it on my list of DVR. So are you going to watch the tree lighting ceremony tonight? Well, you know what? I don't really watch the whole thing. I do. It's already set to record, but uh, I just, I, I love it. It's just beautiful. So now you watch the tree lighting ceremony, but the tree lighting is really a minimal part of why you watch. Right, right. So you watch for the performances. Okay. Correct. Correct. All right, because we were just kind of, just the tree lighting itself, I'm looking at that thinking, I don't, I don't get that. To me, that's like looking at a picture of food. Or or right, watching right. or watching a video of a fireplace. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, so for you, I it's about the for you, it's about the performances. Like you know, they've got a bunch of pop stars on it and that kind of thing. Well, right. I mean, I, I fast forward through some of them, but I don't really care who the artist is. But the, I, like I said, I watched this Gwen Stefani singing White Christmas from last year again recently. And it's just she does a really great job of it, and it's it just it's very uplifting for the holiday spirit. Well, that makes sense. I mean, and Gwen Stefani's not not bad to look at either on television. I'd rather look at her than either the Steelers or the Ravens. I get that. Yeah, I just I understand if you're having like a tree lighting thing at your house while you're you're there. Right. Exactly. Exactly. You're, you're somebody else there, and yeah. you're getting the whole feeling of the the camaraderie and the and smell the, of the pine needles yeah. and all that stuff that comes with it. Watching it on TV, like I said, my wife loves like when we get the catalogs in the mail, looking at pictures of food, and I'm like, what good can that do you? It can only make you hungry, and you can't eat it. And it never looks that way anyway. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, so I don't get the tree lighting thing yeah, at all. I, I don't get it either. But you know what? I'm glad that there's something out there that we can check out. And for me and Mark, you know, you might be stuck at work later on this afternoon. We're going to be parked in front of the TV watching mid-season, the mid- mid-week. The mid-to-late-season Wednesday <laughs> afternoon classic from yeah. the NFL. A tradition is born. I really do like the name, the mid-to-late-season Wednesday afternoon classic. Yeah. The well, NFL. Well, you know, Ravens and Steelers. We're, what, 11, 12 games into this thing? and It's a mid to late season. Sure. Uh, happening in mid to late <laughs> afternoon. 
It's so, so weird. The football game is, like, what is it, 3.30 our time? Or 4.30? I think it's 3.30 like our time, Steelers yeah. and the Ravens, because of, of COVID, it had to bounce around, and then they couldn't put it in prime time because the tree lighting ceremony is on tonight. So. Yeah, but there are certain, certainly uh, <laughs> uh, legitimate allegations of favoritism. I mean, the idea that the uh, the Ravens and the Steelers have been postponed, I think, four times now, and the, and the Broncos still had to play with no quarterback. Yeah. Meanwhile, the, the, the Ravens will be playing with no quarterback named Robert Griffin III tonight as well. So yeah. well, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Not to delve yeah, too a, far into a, sports, a but... fun game to watch, that anyway. That fad didn't last very long, did nope, it? Nope, not at all. It's 631. What's up? Yeah, you guys were just talking about the football game today? Yeah. Yeah, like, that's our team, the Steelers, right there. And I had all my sons down for Thanksgiving, and, of course, we weren't able to watch it. And now they've moved it all these different times. And now none of us can watch it because of a stupid tree. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, thanks, guys. You guys have a great day. You, you do. If you're lucky, maybe you get, tree. Yep, you get home, maybe catch the last quarter of the mid to late season Wednesday yeah. afternoon oh, classic. I didn't to watch you, stupid tree. <laughs> so, uh, hey, by the way, what? thank you to Hugh. Thank Hugh. Or we appreciate maybe, it. Maybe that's a huge thanks. It may be. Maybe. Hugh is from Baghdad. He donated a bunch of cards last year for Mark and Neanderthal's 10000 for the troops. He just emailed us. He said he's got 633 on the way. That that's is awesome. A, it's an odd number, but we'll take every one of them. Yes, absolutely. If you need any information on 10000 for the troops, KSLX.com has it all for you. Yeah, we're about a week away from uh, getting this thing done. A week from tomorrow, I guess our week from today, is actually our yeah, deadline. That's right. To get these cards sent overseas. So KSLX.com, all the drop-off locations are right there. Yeah. Well, now, who are the people in your neighborhood? The people that you meet each day. That part of the uh, week where we just try to make the world a smaller, more familiar place. And by more familiar, we mean at least a way to identify people you've never met to people you'll never really introduce them to. It's called the neighborhood nickname. And, for example, some of them are seasonal. My neighbor, Jason, who is one of the nicest guys in the face of the earth, but he goes a little nuts during the holidays, is now officially Griswold for the, yeah. next, for the next 30 to 45 days. He has now taken over his next-door neighbor's front yard by eminent domain. Wow. Yeah. Apparently, his his now his Christmas displays can be viewed from outer space. You know, I wouldn't mind it if my neighbor was like, hey, can I use your yard also for our display? And I'd be like, yeah, as long as you take it down also, yeah, not a that's problem. Yeah, that's what he does. But he's, yeah. And I told him, because the neighbor on the other side of him, that he's he's sort of invading her land, um, she is a big, she's, she's like, Christmas is all about the Jesus. Right. So I'm like, all right, well, then put the manger on her yard. In her yard, she'll yeah. love that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if you put the manger over there with the with the whole thing there, that'd be a that'd be a fantastic little display for her, and she'd be thrilled about it. I'd go for that all yeah. season long. Hell myself. yeah! All right, you got a uh, a quick neighborhood nickname for us? Well, we we do have one guy that has about eight cars in his driveway, so he's the he's the junkyard guy, right? <laughs> yeah, the junkyard, the man. junkyard, yeah. guy. junkyard dog would be a good one there. That's J- right, JD. All right, you got one for us? I call him the bald meanie. Bald, bald meanie. meanie. Bald meanie, yeah. He has no hair and he's not nice? No, the guy, we've, we've lived in the house for about a year and a half now, me and my wife and our new baby. And, uh, uh, you know, he's never said hi. He's had mail dropped off at our house. So we took it over there, no problem. Never said a word or anything to us. Hmm. All right, well, about that I would say, remember the end of the movie Home Alone. 
Okay. You all right? Yeah, all right. Yeah, Kevin McAllister was always afraid of the old man next door until he learned a little bit about him. Yep. And it was a very moving, very touching moment at just, the end of that movie. Just like remember the uh, uh, James Earl Jones in Sandlot. Sandlot. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know, sometimes sometimes you we fear what we don't understand. Yep. yep. And so, here we are. Give the bald meanie a chance. There's a story there. And there might be a friendship there. Perhaps there is. And so, ends Neighborhood Nicknames. Well, now, who are the people in your neighborhood? I want to play something for you that I thought was pretty cool. Now, have you heard this yet? I have not. And, you know, you asked me to listen to it before we did this, but I, I, I like to do these things um, from the perspective of I'm hearing it for the first time because you're telling a story for the first time, just okay. like the people that both of the people listening right now are hearing it for the first time. <laughs> so both. so uh, <laughs> Bruce Kulik, who used to be in the band Kiss. Yeah, he's now in Grand Funk Railroad. Yes. He uh, he unearthed some stuff, some video from 1985. It, it was a tour that he was on. Yep, that was when he was the guitar player after the guitar player after after the guitar player, after the guitar player, after Ace Frehley. There you go. Yeah. That was one of the rotating spots for a long time with Kiss. So he found this version that Kiss did of a a Who classic, and this this Who song starts with a keyboard intro, a long keyboard intro that was revolutionary for the time, 1971. Yeah, synthesizer thing. And you'll hear Kiss playing the intro, and then you'll recognize the song when it kind of breaks into it here. Bust into it. It sounds pretty cool. Yeah, Kiss are better musicians than they get credit for. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So they're they're running, jumping around the stage, but now they'll sing this song if you don't recognize it yet. That, to me, sounds pretty cool. That's yeah. Paul Stanley singing Won't Get Fooled Again. Yeah, I saw them do, uh, I, I was saw them on, uh, I've seen them on a bunch of tours. I'm unabashedly a Kiss fan. I love the band, and I have since I was nine years old. Um, I've seen them do, they did Zeppelin's uh, How Many More Times once, too. They were like, and they did like half the song, and then halfway through it, Paul Stanley goes, we don't have to do Zeppelin songs because we're Kiss. And then well, they went into, a, went into another Kiss song. They stuck with this one the whole way through. In fact, they I like how they traded off verses between Paul Stanley, and now here's Gene Simmons growling the next verse. Sure. I love this. Yeah. But he gets the words wrong. Listen to this. The next one here. Okay, yeah. Switched the lines around and got himself all tangled yeah, up. Yeah, you know, that will happen. It's funny, though, because you're hearing Gene, you know, I would expect him to go out there and do this song in a way. But he does, yeah, doing the Gene. That's his That's his thing, man. He's the growler when he sings. And but you know what? It, they, they do a great job. When they sing together, it's a very identifiable sound, actually. You can hear it in the chorus Yep, here. sure, yeah. Sounding. 
That's because it's based on the harmonies of, of Lennon and McCartney. The, the, the guys in Kiss are, are huge Beatles fans, yeah. and they made it clear that when they were going to sing together that there should be harmonies very similar to what the Beatles used to do, except a little bit harder. Yeah. And, and, that's, and that's sort of the beauty of Kiss. Yeah, so we're, we're posting this for you at the Mark and Paul Facebook page, and just, uh, you know, just curious as to what you think about it. But I saw that, I was like, yeah, I like that. That's very cool. Because yep. it's always a fine line when you go to see a band. If they do a cover version, sometimes you're like, I didn't come to see you do other people's music. I came to see you do your music. Yeah, and then there are bands like Van Halen that sort of take a cover song and make it their own. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. In that situation, it's also great to see a legendary band that does have a massive catalog. Like when, when Billy Joel goes out and does like Led Zeppelin covers. Yeah. Or when uh, when the Rolling Stones do a cover here and there. It's always McCartney. McCartney will come out and play a cover and you go, my God, he was in the Beatles and he's doing someone else's song. <laughs> it's always, it's kind of cool to be able to witness that thing. So we'll put that up on the Mark and Andrew Paul Facebook page. Speaking of bad choices, uh, I think I think we've got one for you today. This is yep. the time of the day where we make you feel good about your life because you didn't make a bad decision like the Mark and Andrew Paul dumbass of the day did. Exactly. So we're going to go across the pond today to a car dealership in Northampton, Northamptonshire, England. Uh, <laughs> that's the great thing about England is they overdo it. <laughs> Hello and welcome to England, Englandshire in England in the north country of England. Just add shire to anything. Yeah. Or, you, yeah. You've got a county or a state. Yes, or ham. England ham. <laughs> yes. Northampton ham. Birmingham. In yes. Mm. Yes, quite. So now we're there over so, the pond. This was two weeks ago on Wednesday, the 18th of November, and a deal was going down at a car dealership. Everybody was happy. Okay. You know, the sales guys closing a deal. ABC, always be closing. Yep, all right. And the customer was pretty psyched about buying a Renault Megane. Megan? Uh, I'm going to say Megan. Yeah, Megan. Yeah, Ma- um, yeah so yeah. it's Renault. It's a Renault car. It's going to you, run you about uh, $35,000, generally that's speaking. A, that's a, that's yeah. about reasonable for a, so, a decent car. Customer was stoked. Couldn't wait to drive it off the lot. In fact, he pulled it off too quickly. Well, that doesn't sound good, does it? No, that sounds he like a bad thing. He pulled out of the lot there, too yeah. quickly. And adding the lot is probably <laughs> a good thing right there. He pulled out of the lot too quickly mm-hmm. and cut off a police cruiser almost hitting the front bumper of the cop car. You know, that will depreciate the value of both cars by 33% immediately as soon as they drive off the lot. Yep. The buyer was, of course, pulled over. This all happened within 30 seconds of him getting the car to drive home. Well, they do say that that's usually when accidents happen. Police asked for the usual stuff from the driver, registration tags, insurance. They ran a check and they found the driver was missing one of those items. He did not have insurance. Uh-huh. To make matters worse, police are in the middle of a countywide crackdown on uninsured drivers. All oh, 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 the luck. So the driver's new Renault was impounded and sent to a municipal impound lot. Well, Again, this all happened within 30 seconds of leaving the dealership. Yep, you got screwed at that dealership. What's it going to take to get your car out of impound? Yeah, truly a case of bad timing. Yep, no good for you. Yep, no names here, but we will make this Brit the Mark and Neander Paul dumbass of the day. Dumbass of the day. Truly a beautiful story you just told. And it was sponsored by Chandler Harley Davidson. You can find him at ChandlerHarley.com. All right, it's update time here with Mark and Neander Paul. You, you probably don't know the name. 
even though he was just elected of our county assessor. But we know the name of one of the previous county assessors. Yeah. An update on Mr. Paul Peterson. He pleaded guilty yesterday in Arkansas and got 74 months in prison. He still has a couple of other sentencing things coming he's up. He's doing one a U.S. Is, tour is what he's it's, doing. It's, it's basically a U.S. tour and he's got, I know there's a stop back in Arizona yeah. for sentencing here I believe and then there's, well, uh, is it Mississippi? It's another state where he's doing this. This is all the, the he, child, the, yeah, the he, fraudulent child adoption. Yeah, he's a, he's a bad man. He was selling children. It was, it was, yeah. <laughs> he's a bad and you man. Know what, it, the, the people who are sentencing him, you know, the judges, this is difficult work because there's no there's no previous examples of a dull clerical county elected <laughs> position having a side hustle in human trafficking. Yeah. There's very few examples of that. Yeah, you might remember Paul Peterson. He was the guy that uh, voraciously and and uh, emotionally professed his innocence and said that he was he looked forward to proving his innocence to these unfounded and, and, and completely yeah. irrational charges. You know it's a lousy way of doing that? What? Pleading guilty. Yeah. Terrible yeah. way of, of proving your innocence in a court of law. Yeah, and giving your uh, example of, of the judge saying, hey, there's no precedent here. Can you imagine he's going through the paperwork and saying, okay, well, how do I sentence this guy? <laughs> Are you sure you want to plead guilty? You sure? <laughs> Are you absolute final answer? Yep. You know, you know, everybody says 2020 and 2020. These are unprecedented times. No, no. Peterson was way ahead of this. Yeah. I guess He's he unprecedented. <laughs> a county assessor with this kind of side hustle. Yeah. Well, that's thank, unprecedented. Thankfully, child traffickers do very well behind the walls. So he should be doing just fine. He'll have a nice, fine, full dance card. Yeah. What's going to happen there. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Getting a little dark there, but uh, no, yeah. screw him. No, no, I, mean, no, I mean, you know, no, I'm just saying the target know. is deserving. The guy was selling kids. I, he deserves everything he gets. I know. I, you know, and I, he some. made some bad choices. No, 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 no. Putting mustard on eggs is a bad choice. Selling kids <laughs> is just, you know, uh, the punishment no. should fit the crime. So I've, no, hopefully, uh, hopefully somebody's sitting there waiting at the ca- the commissary at the prison and go, uh, Jeffrey Dahmer's seat is available <laughs> right over here. Stop. <laughs> All right. Just saying. You want to lay odds on this? And how, how, how quickly we screw it up? One hundred point seven KSLX. It's it's Mark and Neander Paul. So we were talking. We talked a little bit about this earlier, and people had some some thoughts and so forth. Like now, I don't know how many people know the name Ellen Page. Oh no, no, Ellen Page is a well known name. Elliot Page, not so well known. So Ellen Page was in Juno. Um, she was in Inception. Okay, I just screwed it up there, didn't See, I? Because she didn't now, take long at all, did it? She now wants to be called nope. a he. So she was in the movie Inception. She's Kitty Pride. He is Kitty Pride in <laughs> X Men. Now, do you have to change the name Kitty Pride? I don't know because it don't sounds know. like a feminine name. But here's the deal, and we, we we laugh a little bit, but it's very interesting when these things happen. The, the this actress Ellen Page Actor. now now is going to be identified as Elliot Page. She has yeah. come out as transgender, and she wants to be called he like. He or they is is how you'd identify or you'd yeah. refer to her in your pronouns. Yes, Elliot Page now is trans. Now this is going to be weird because I guarantee you, this you know Mark's not going to be the only one that screws this up. I'm going to screw it up. We're going to screw this up repeatedly as we try to talk about this, and that's sort of the point of why we're talking about this because it's it's hard to it's listen. We're both men of a certain age, yeah, and and I and probably for for women of a certain age also it's hard to keep up you don't you, you right. you're not sure which is the right way to say things and 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 it's, there's a, look when you when somebody makes an announcement like this um 
We are, by the way, let's just make this very clear. Mark and I completely supportive of everything that you want to do in your life, whether it's religion, lifestyle, uh, how you want to identify well, yourself, yeah. gender, yeah, gender mostly, wise. Mostly, yeah, yeah do sure, your thing. I, you if know, you're, you know, you're a consenting thing, adult, not, do your thing. But whatever, she, whatever he or she is doing doesn't matter to me. It's right. not going to affect me necessarily. I, I hope they have a nice life. But understand something. You have spent your entire life coming to this decision, Elliot Page, as to how you want to be identified. We have spent our entire lives seeing you as Ellen Page. That's right. And and if we stumble, we mean no malicious intent. We're right. being we're we're just we're work we're learning here. Nobody speaks a language fluently the first time they hear it's, the word. It's like when the the Heisman Trophy winner quarterback plays in his first NFL game. Things are moving really fast. Yeah. And it takes time, <laughs> right? It takes time for that quarterback to fi- to figure out the game and see it so it slows down a little bit so he can catch up with it and work within it and succeed within it. Right. But that's kind of like it is now. These things are happening like they're so unusual to us because it wasn't like that when we grew up and you didn't see this kind of thing that very often. So it's it's a little hard to keep up with here. And, and we weren't going to talk about it except for the fact that it is everywhere. Yeah. And we're trying to adjust and, and be supportive of the whole thing. And yet, as we have sat here behind the scenes and talked about it, I don't know how many times we've used the wrong gender identity. Here's the deal. And it's uh, not on purpose. It's I, just that's, that happens. I'm going to read just the, the first sentence of Elliot Page's uh, Wiki, uh, Wikipedia? The, the tweet. No, the tweet. Oh, okay. That he put out. See, I'm trying to work on this. There you go. You're very, very woke. It says, hi, friends. <laughs> I want to share with you that I am trans. My pronouns are he slash they, and my name is Elliot. Now, this is the former Ellen Page, who was in Juno, who was in the X-Men, who was Trina Leahy on uh, Trailer Park Boys, and is, who was, yeah. I almost said the S word, who was also <laughs> in uh, Inception and has been in a bunch of big movies yeah. and has done very well in their career. That there, nice, yeah. nice job. <laughs> doing well. I'm doing the best I can. But, you know, we, but we I'm going to screw this up. Yeah. I'm going to trip over. Understand that we're not that, like if you've made this decision, you've spent your entire life coming there. We're working on it. We're trying. You know, my, my default is to be respectful and courteous, generally speaking. And like an email call, an emailer from earlier said, it's a fine line between being respectful and courteous and constantly walking on eggshells. So it's it's you know you're trying not to screw up, trying not to put your foot in your mouth and. But things are hard to keep up with when you're a man of a certain age. Yeah, I'm doing the best I can in this situation. All right. You know, I wish. Yeah, no, no. Hey, I I hope he does very well in his career. Well done. You know, it's weird, though. Being a guy, you look at a picture of when she was Ellen Page. Right. And you look and it's like, oh, she's pretty. And now, you know, it's like, hey, wait. Do I have to question myself now? How about that football game? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Can't wait to, I can't wait to the game today at 1.30. Yeah. Uh, when it's all said and done, if Elliot Page is happy in their life, um, nice. more power to them. And and here's the other thing. Um, be nice about it. If somebody is, is – somebody is – Identifies the way they are. just be nice. It's not your life. Let them do their thing. Yeah. No, just, just, but, but, but understand, if you're one of those people and we screw it up, it's not always malicious. There are malicious people out there. Right. Some of us are just stupid. Some of us takes us wild catch up. A little bit. What a difference a day makes. All right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's so interesting. Um, we talked about this yesterday. Yeah, and, and apparently the, the world the world media picked up on it. So on Monday, 
Governor Ducey, along with Attorney General Brnovich and Secretary of State Hobbs, I believe, November 30th is the day that Arizona, by law, has to certify its election results. So they yep. did that on Monday and certified the 11 electoral votes for, for Biden. Right. So um, while that was happening, okay, okay, let's... Let's do let's the back backstory. Up. Let's back up back a little bit. Story all right. First, so, right? All right. So uh, uh, Governor Doug Ducey, and again, and we don't care about the politics of this thing. Governor Doug Ducey um, occasionally likes to point out the fact that he's better than the rest of us. Well, first, I want to say that I've, I've got a relationship with the president. Uh-huh. And uh, when there's a need in Arizona, I talk to him directly. Of course you do. Sometimes. What is he, big time in me? He's the big time in us a little bit, <laughs> a little bit to this point. Uh, we've had so much outreach uh, personally from both the president and the vice president that I had to change the ringtone on my phone. And it rings hail to the chief because I didn't want to miss another phone call from the White House. This goes back to, do you remember when uh, when he tweeted out when they got the guy that was supposed to be the I-10 shooter and he tweeted out like a sophomore that just got his first kiss? <laughs> we got him. We got him. We got him. Sometimes your inside voice, Doug, sometimes your inside voice is what you should use because now the entire world knows that your ringtone for the president of the United States is hailed to the chief, which makes certain events a little bit on the awkward side. Right, like when you're signing the papers to certify the election for the president's opponent and the president calls you at the exact time and you ignore it. Denied. Yeah, he pressed, you know, ignore and and set the phone aside. This was on camera. And this whole thing has gone all over the globe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's. It's, it's not even about it's not even about the politics of it. It's about you gave your number to somebody, then you gave them a specific ringtone, and then in public when they tried to call you, you ghosted them. <laughs> That's is, what you did. I mean, this is like your ex-wife trying to call you, right? And you ignore it, pretending, oh, no, I didn't get the call. But you're on video. Yeah. Everybody sees the, it happening. The so. whole world saw that the Doug Ducey ghosted the president of the United States. Now, by the way, <laughs> I mean, I don't know under what circumstances you take that call. I mean, in that situation, you're in front of live cameras. Right. The president of the United States is calling you. I kind of look at the cameras and go, hang on a second. You put the pen down. Hang on a second. Hey, man. I'll call you right back. I'm in the middle of something. And then you hang up. I guess. I guess that's what or, you do. Or you do the, uh, I got to take this. Yeah. And then you walk out. You know how you walk out of walk the room? Walk out of the room for a couple yeah. minutes. Yeah. Whatever it is, what you don't do is hit silence <laughs> and then put your phone next to you and continue doing what you're doing. Well, when you know it's the president of the United States. There are certain calls that sort of supersede, you would think, supersede. That's, right. a, that's as important a call as you can get. Name yeah, this. I mean, outside of getting a call from the Pope, that's like a big time the president. Right. Is, there, is there a bigger call that you can get? Right. I mean, this and this again, it's not about the politics of it. It's no, about no. The, the awkwardness of everybody knowing that yeah. you're ghosting somebody, whether it's the president of the United States, an ex-girlfriend, an ex-boyfriend, whoever it is. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not talking about Ducey specifically, but whoever it is. You're letting everybody know you're blowing that person off. The only thing that would be worse than that is, let's just say a family member calls you and you ghost them and you don't take the phone call. You know what happens? Uh, my mom would be mad at me. Pretty yeah, much, so yeah. you don't do that. Yeah. You stay, absolutely never do that. Stay away no. from that. So, coming up, sometimes we, Omerta is a good thing, Doug. If you, we're saying. All right, then, it is time for us to once again attend the College of Classic Rock Knowledge. I believe we have Scott on the phone. Good morning, Scott. How are you, man? 
I'm doing well. How are you? We are well, and thank you for your blatantly feigned concern. Uh, essentially, what's going to happen here is we're going to ask you a series of questions, four questions. Each one will be worth a different degree in the College of Classic Rock Knowledge. You'll have five seconds to answer every question. Uh, if you get it correct, you move on. Uh, if you get it incorrect, your degree is limited. There's yeah. no prize, um, but it's all good here. We should have a good time. Are you ready to play? Yeah. All right, here all we right. go. So the more you get right, the higher your degree, and we'll find out if you're a Ph.D. Here's your first question. This Pink Floyd album cover, by the way, our theme this week is, what's the album? Okay, then. All right, this Pink Floyd album cover shows the dispersion of light through a prism and also contains the song Money. Scott, what's the album? Dark Side of the Moon. Nailed it. Nice job. Next question. This Who album contains Baba O'Reilly and pictures the band all having just peed on a large concrete object. What's the album? Uh, who's next? Nailed it. Yeah, nice Just job. in time. This classic Rolling Stone, or excuse me, the classic Rolling Stones song Brown Sugar came from an album that had a real zipper from a pair of pants on the cover. Scott, what's the album? Sticky Fingers. Sticky Fingers. He's doing great. You've already got your master's degree yeah. in classic rock. <clears throat> He's going to be a doctor finally, maybe. We'll see. All right. We'll see if he can get his doctorate here. All right, good luck here. Last question. This Led Zeppelin album cover was based on of a World War One German Air Force division with members of the band inserted into the photo. What's the album, Scott? Uh, Led Zeppelin 1. I am sorry, mm. that is incorrect. Yeah. Led Zeppelin of one, uh, Led Zeppelin one, of course, had the Hindenburg. The that was Hindenburg. the Hindenburg. You're yes. talking, we're talking about the Brown Bomber, also known as Led Zeppelin two, which go. came out less than ten months from the release of Led Zeppelin one. Yep. Unfortunately, yep. you're not going to be a doctor, Scott. But you do have a master's degree in classic rock, and that's pretty impressive. Chicks dig that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really. And your for- and your student <laughs> loans are going to be forgiven, so you got that going for you, which, which is, is nice. nice. All right, Scott, take care. You too. There you go. There goes he did Scott. a good job. Yeah. yeah. What's wrong with that? And, and there's he- a little knowledge there for you. That Zeppelin II album cover. Yeah, it's based on that old World War One photo. Yep. Absolutely. It's- Listen to Mark and the Interpol when you get to work with the free KSLX app. Sounds good and loud. One hundred point seven KSLX. Dramatic pause. A dramatic pause says something without saying anything at all. Dramatic pause is a go-to for podcasters, presidents, and radio voiceovers. It makes you look really smart, even if you're not. Feet deserve a go-to like that. Like Hey Do Choose. Light, comfy, good to go to. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better? You really can do it, but nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to, because you can do it, if you have the right tools, and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great.